Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. And welcome back to Ladies Who Law School Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And this episode is sponsored by Quimby. You know that we have been plugging Quimby pretty much since the beginning of this podcast because Quimby has helped us a lot. It saves time. It literally makes everything easier to understand. So we are so excited that they're deciding to partner with us and give you guys a discount code. Yeah. Quimby is what every old timer lawyer out there wished that they had in law school. They basically are just trying to save time for law students. And most of their creators and people that work at Quimby, they have people who did go to law school or or our lawyers now. So they know maybe like, oh, we would have really liked this when we were in law school. Yeah. We love Quimby. We've been using it since the very beginning, I was told by a former graduate when she graduated, like get Quimby, it will save your life. And it totally does. So we are so excited to be partnering with them for this episode. If you guys want an idea of what Quimby is like, you can get a subscription for 20% off your first month um, with the code LWLS20. And that subscription is going to include like outlines, videos on all the 1L and most of the 2L subjects, case briefs with videos for a lot of the big cases that are going to be in almost every case book. So it's almost guaranteed that if you're in a core class, I mean, they have what you need on there. And it's really nice, honestly, during finals to kind of refresh your brain with all the short videos they have on the whole subject because it's just like a good baseline um, to start studying. Yeah, so make sure you get your Quimby subscription with our code LWLS20 at Quimby.com. Thanks, guys. So I'm sure you guys have all heard, if you're part of this legal community, that we had a huge loss this past Friday, September 18th. So RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, unfortunately passed away from cancer complications at the age of 87. She served 27 years on the Supreme Court. And I know that so many women out there have reached out to us or commented and said things like, She's the reason I chose to pursue a legal career. Um, If it weren't for her, where would we be now? And things like that. And 
I know we've talked about her before, and I know that we have talked about all the current female justices. But I mean, in the past few episodes, we've talked a lot about being a female and being a lady lawyer. And I think that she truly embodies that and will continue to embody that even past her, you know, time on the Supreme Court. She was one of the few people in her Harvard Law class, you know, she talks about in her books and documentaries and the movies out there about her that she got married because that was something that she needed to do and it wasn't then she wouldn't be questioned for pursuing this career that she really wanted. And it's just interesting because she was born in the Great Depression, like that generation is slowly departing us and leaving and they bring such a different outlook into everything that we do. And she was so hardworking. I think if that can be like anything that inspires me is like she literally worked all the time and she was so scholarly. And, you know, right when she graduated, even in the top of her class, like she was discriminated against constantly. And part of that discrimination led her to be a teacher. And she was one of the only professors that was a female at And then that even sparked her to be like, okay, why is it like this? I need to fight for women's equality. And that continued on. And I truly believe like God has a plan for everything. And she was put in these positions to pave a way for us to be lady lawyers and take that word back, right? And be able to truly inspire people, but also be advocates just like her. I think what was really inspiring, not to just me, but almost probably every woman who wants to be a lawyer, you know, she was heavily discriminated against because she was a woman. She had a child. She was married in law school. Like she had to take care of her husband and she still managed to be like at the top of their class. And even at the top of your class, like it wasn't guaranteed that she was, you know, going to get a job because she was a woman. And even today, like, you know, we talked a few episodes ago about how schools lack pregnancy policies and stuff like that. So still today, even though, you know, she went through all this, like, we still have to deal with this and that it's just like puts a little firing, you know, like we need to change this. Like she was the trailblazer and we need to keep it going, keep her legacy going as lady lawyers and really, you know, make her proud. <laughs> So, yeah. And I mean, she dedicated her basically entire career. I mean, whenever she was a lawyer, not a judge, you know, she argued six times in front of the Supreme Court, landmark cases for women's rights. And then as soon as she was appointed, she wrote some amazing opinions about women's rights and, uh, you know, allowing women to be in the military and things like that, like, and not be discriminated against. And we wouldn't know the world that we have today without her. And I think, it's so important to recognize that as what she has given us in this time that she was alive and on the Supreme Court and she's taught us through her hard work and, you know, leadership. It's inspiring only continuously, I think, now. You know, I did come to law school part of like, oh, I want to be an RBG, you know, who I think so many women do. Like, she's so inspiring as a lawyer and, you know, was married, had kids, all these things that you want to do as a woman and still be able to have a successful career. She did that. And, you know, I just, I can't believe that we lost her. I know. It's incredibly sad, but what we can hope for is that 
you know, we keep the legacy going. We do our hard work as lady lawyers and we just make those changes, you know? Yeah. So on another note, yes, we have, or we know that a lot of you guys have gotten your LSAT scores back and we've gotten a few messages and we've talked to a few of our listeners about how they feel and the, oh gosh, you know, the swarm of emotions yeah. that come with getting your LSAT score back and it's all going to be okay. I want everyone to know that whether, you know, I've, it's also just so frustrating. Samantha told me that somebody commented on one of the Facebook pages, like I got a 168, it wasn't a 170, but it'll do. And like, that is not the majority of people. And when you see things like that and you get a much lower score, you can feel so low. And I want everyone to know you can still go to law school. Your LSAT doesn't define you just like your grades in law school don't define you just like your job after law school doesn't define you. But it can be hard sometimes to, because you need that validation. And just know this is a really hard thing you're going to do. And rejection only makes you stronger. So getting those lower scores and working your butt off and being a hard worker is only going to make you a better lawyer in the end. I mean, we've talked about it before how, and I mean, I've shared when I took the LSAT, like I didn't do great my first time and I was really discouraged, like didn't want to go to law school anymore. But as we've said before, like if this does happen where you don't get the score that you want, you'll know deep down like whether you still want this or not. Like a score is not going to deter you from applying to schools. And like, if you want to be a lawyer, you can be a lawyer no matter. I mean, I don't think if you make like a 120 that you could go to law school. I don't think that's even possible. I don't really think people make a 120. You'd have to literally make every single thing wrong. Like, I just don't think that's even possible. I agree. So like you can go to law school, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of people who get those low scores and become amazing attorneys, like seriously. So if you want to do it, you'll know deep down. If you get that score back and you're like, you know what? I just got to do it. And that's kind of what I did. And I think that's the mindset to have. And if you do get that score back, and you are so discouraged about going to law school, just sit down and think like, did I like, am I willing to work hard to get the score that I want? Or is there something else out there? Cause you never know. Like this is just one step towards law school. And sometimes it's just not meant to be, you know? Yeah. And remember, like I said earlier, like there's a plan and a path for you. And sometimes you just have to put some trust in that and it can be really hard to make a decision, but just remember that nothing is final. You know, you can always weave and bob and turn and make it your own path. So just keep that in mind. You know, I you told, got this. Yeah, exactly. You got this. No matter what your plan is, you got this. Exactly. All right, guys. So now we're getting into the meat of this episode. We have an amazing guest coming to us from Ireland. Her name's Janet. She runs the Yenisic Legal Corner Instagram. So basically, she's like a law school blogger out in Ireland. She had some really great things to share with us. We love talking to her. She was so sweet. Yeah. And yeah, we're really excited for you guys to tune in. Hi. Good, how are you? It is so I'm nice really to meet you. Well. And you too. It's so nice to finally meet you guys. 
so many questions for you because we actually get a lot of people that message us and they're like, we want to know like what like international, like other people that are law students. And yeah, we're really excited. We don't know, don't know much about, you know, not US. So we're really excited. I'm I'm so excited to be here because I do think like, I love, I don't know, I'm someone that likes comparative things. So um, I do have like followers from the US as Mm -hmm. well. And I'm learning about the American legal system from them. So I've never really had like that opportunity to kind of like see what are the actual differences even though there's a few things I, I would be aware of but yeah I think this will def- is going to be really beneficial for your followers and your community as well as my, my own as well to kind of listen in and hear about you know what's it like to be an American law student or what's it like to be an American lawyer versus an, a European law student or a European lawyer so I think this is going to be a really exciting episode okay so let's just dive in tell us yeah. um where you're from and where you grew up okay so I'm from Ireland um I'm Irish I am born and bred here I've been here all of my life um I really don't know much beyond Ireland if I'm being completely honest with you um but yeah Ireland's my home so very cool and What made you decide to get into the legal field? So this is a really funny one because when I was a little girl, um, I dreamed of becoming a doctor, like a medical doctor. And, you know, I would buy the little toys, you know, the little medical equipment, and I would like operate on my dolls and pretend I was this amazing surgeon. Um, But as I got older, what happened is I realized, I don't know if it was actually for me, And that kind of like confused me for a really, really long time because I was like, okay, I I wanted to be a doctor, but I don't know if it's for me anymore. So what else could I do? And law was certainly not one of those subjects that I thought that I could become. And what happened was, you know, my brother wanted to do law and he had said that from a very young age. Um, But I just thought, okay, I'm not going to copy him. I'll I'll try and do it my, my own way did not work at all. And then my dad was like, okay, do you know what? Why don't you just look into it and see if you like law? And I was like, okay, fine. I'll look into it. And I did. And I was like, okay, it's interesting. And then what really, and this is being completely honest, the part of the reason why I chose law is because of Legally Blonde, the movie. I watched it and I was like, hold on a minute here. That's awesome. We have a woman. (laughs) Yes. We have a woman in law. She's fashionable. She is quirky and she is just herself. Like, I can totally do that, you know? So I watched that movie and at the end of it, I was like, I am sold. I am going (laughs) to become a lawyer. (laughs) I I think that's great because I think so many people see that movie and they think the same thing. Like, I mean, I recently only watched, like actually watched them and I'm surprised I didn't earlier, but all my friends, because I lived overseas in Latin America for quite a while. So I didn't really grow up watching a lot of, you know, like legally blonde. Yeah. So all my friends were like, yeah, that inspired me too. And I'm like, oh, I'm just now watching it, but I totally get why it would be like something that um, is really inspirational. Yeah, especially know? as like a young girl, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just love like, like seeing a woman wearing pink in the courtroom. I was like, wait, right? can that happen? You can do that? So Yeah, so it was definitely Ireland, a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
can lawyers, well, you call them solicitors or barristers, is that what we call them? Yes. Can yes. wear pink if, if during their work or is it? Okay. Well, it's a good question because depending on the route that you go, that will kind of determine, you know, what you wear. So if you wanted to pursue the barrister route and the barrister is the individual, they basically specialize in advocacy and they would be the person who stands up in court and argues and represents the client. So um, from what I know, um, the code of conduct, I believe, says that you have to wear black. Mm. Um, Yes. So you have to wear black. um, Your your suit, your outfit has to be black. Um, Versus the solicitor route. And the solicitor would be the person who works in the office. They would do the paperwork and they would be the first port of call for um, ordinary citizens. And from what I know and from what I've seen, you would have more variety in terms of what you want to wear. And I think that's because you're having that kind of deeper connection with the ordinary citizen um, versus the barrister who was mainly speaking to the judge mainly speaking to the solicitor and the solicitor is their client. So yeah. I suppose how you dress represents which profession you are in to some extent. Yes. That's really interesting. So can you tell mm-hmm. us like the difference between becoming a barrister and a solicitor and like what that process looks like? Cause I know we don't really know. Of course. Yeah. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to elaborate on that. So in Ireland, um, Typically, what um, a student would do is they would do a, either a three or four year degree in law. And after this, they have two choices. There's two main professions they can pursue. So you can go and do the and pursue, uh, pursue the role, the solicitor route. And um, so you would have to do uh, another set of exams known as the final examinations um, or as we like to call them, the FE1s. And mm-hmm. um, so that's about eight exams. Typically, it takes about a year to do. So that's possibly five years. And um, once you are successful in those exams, then you would do um, what's known as the pra- professional practice course. And there's two of them. And as you're doing that, um, you'll also be doing a, a 24-month in-house um, contract with a firm. So you're working and studying at the same time. So in total, that takes about roughly seven years um, to become a solicitor. Now, if you wanted to pursue the barrister route, it's much, much shorter. So again, you do your three or four year degree in law um, and then you'll have to do what's known as the um, entrance examinations, the barrister at law entrance examinations. And that consists of five papers, which you'll do in five days. So it's a lot of work. um, It's tiring, but very rewarding. And then you'll do a one-year or possibly two-year part-time course known as the BL um, degree program. And um, from there, you're basically a barrister. So that's like another year on top of your degree. So it's about three or four, maybe five years um, to become a barrister. And if you wanted to practice in the courts, you'll have to do another year of, I suppose, shadowing behind an experienced barrister. Um, so the roles do differ in the length of time, but they're e- but both of them are, in my opinion, very rewarding because yeah. you're doing what, what you love and you're representing, you know, 
the community in their issues and matters that are of, of importance to them. So, yeah, roughly seven years to about five years. Yeah. So when your degree starts, are you right out of like what high school, as they would say, like you start right after that and that's when the seven years would start? So there's... Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, we do like four years of undergrad and then it'd be three years of law school. So, so I guess it's, it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. You just go straight into law though. Oh, okay. So from, okay. So we have, okay. So, you know, like secondary school would be like your teenage years, mm-hmm. you know, up until you're 18, I think. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you go and do your undergrad mm-hmm. and that's like three or four years. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think would be going to law school. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And it's yeah. about seven years too, if you do it all back to back. So yeah. That's pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah. Other than the yeah, barrister so. option of being able to be an advocate in the courts too for five yes. years, but still, I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> five years. <laughs> would you say that there are more solicitors than barristers or barristers and solicitors? What is the most popular route that most law students go to? I think the solicitor route would probably be the most popular one um, purely because with the solicitor route um, you enter the job force a lot quicker um, and you make you start earning quite early as well Whereas with the barrister route, um, it takes some time to establish yourself as someone who can advocate for your client. Mm -hmm. And so you would do a lot of cases and you could go for, it could be a few years and you're maybe not earning as much as you are deserving to have. But obviously with more experience, more your earnings start to grow over the years. Um, but I would know that majority of people that I know of um, uh, have opted for the solicitor route because of that financial stability um, that they would have. That I mean, that makes total sense. So what do you think you're going to choose to do and where are you at on this path? It's a good question because I have contemplated this for a really long time. Um, and I think the route that I prefer is the barrister route. I like the idea of advocating for my client in court. I think it's an honorable role. Um, I just, I think it's more suited to me and, you know, where I want to be in life later on and more so than the solicitor route. But, you know, I have friends and colleagues who are capable of doing either role and they have opted to go for the solicitor role, which is totally fine too. But for me, I, I like speaking. <laughs> I like to talk. Um, and I just like to, I don't know, be someone that my clients can come to and say, hey, Janet, can you help me out with this issue? And I would love to be there at any point of the day, you know. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. 
And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. I think we can totally relate to that because uh, we, I can, I know I came to law school to be an advocate. So I think in our system, you know, we're all considered lawyers, but there's the option to be like what people call a transactional lawyer, which would be more like the solicitor mm-hmm. versus a <laughs> dog. <laughs> versus, you know, being um a transactional lawyer, which would be more like the solicitor. So versus being a litigator, which would be more like a barrister. Um, but you can also do litigating. But also I think of like our internships that we've had um, have done a lot of advocacy work and, you know, working on the criminal side definitely like shows you that. So that's really cool. Yeah. Interesting way to go about it. I mean, it sounds so similar, but it is different. So that's really cool. Thank you for explaining that. You're welcome. So when it comes to the type of law practice, do you see yourself like, do you guys have like criminal attorneys that only specialize in criminal and like corporate? And do you know what you would like to do? Yeah. So we definitely have, um, as you've mentioned, different areas that anyone can practice in so there's there's so many areas you can go into there's as you've mentioned there's criminal there's corporate there's employment there is now there's um you know um intellectual property there's social media and there's medical negligence or professional negligence there's there's literally so much you can go into any area of law that you really you have a passion for. And I think that's the one thing I absolutely love about law myself. It's that, you know, like very early on in my legal career, I suppose, I thought that there was only a few areas you could go into being, you know, the normal, the contract, the tort, the criminal. But as the years have gone by, I've discovered that there's so much more. Like I never knew that there was such a thing as sports law or entertainment law. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I I never knew this existed. And I'm just learning every single day. And that's, I just love that about law. You just never know what is going to come your way. Um, And you might end up enjoying, enjoy it. But for myself, um, I have a few areas of interest. So I'm particularly interested in human rights law. Um, I really like criminal law. 
And I like international criminal law and international human rights law, which I'm actually doing my master's in, or I will be doing my master's in, in the next few weeks. Um, I do a bit of um, uh, asylum and immigration law too. And to some extent, I kind of like employment law as well. Very cool. Totally an advocate, right? Like that's yes. exactly what that's yes. for. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced so far in your studies? That's a really good question because... One thing that I struggled with would have to be, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to put this, but like, you know, the referencing system that you had to learn for law because plagiarism is such a, it's a massive offense in law, like to copy someone else's work and then to not give credit to them is awful. Um, but when I was starting out, it took me a while to understand that and to understand why. Um, and even learning to deal with, like it really took practice um, and practice and practice and practice to really, you know, to understand it fundamentally and in a basic way as well. Um, another thing that I think was a big challenge is the dedication that you really had to have for law. Um, I do think that law doesn't suit everybody. I think you have to be the individual that has the passion and a, and a real love for it because at times it can be really demanding. It can be tough. It can be challenging in itself. And if that's not something that you're not interested in, then I don't think law would suit that kind of individual. However, if you are that kind of hardworking, dedicated person and you love a challenge, I think law is probably the best one, the best field out there because it will challenge you mm-hmm. and it will be frustrating at times. I'm sure you know mm-hmm. when you're like reading a case and you're like, why is this the judgment? Or <laughs> why is it decided that way, you know? Um, but it's just, it's so fulfilling and so rewarding and it's just so enjoyable. But back to your question in terms of challenges, I think the academic side for me took a bit of time to get used to. Um, you know, like every full stop matters, um, every punctuation, capital letters, lowercase letters, um, even though they seem so minor, but they mean a, they mean a lot in law school. Actually, I'll tell you a story. Um, um, I did like a, a foundation kind of course in law before I went into my undergrad. And in my family law paper, um, I did quite well in which I'm really happy with. Um, but my teacher docked a mark from my paper. And he said, Janet, you know, this was an excellent paper, very well written, well done. However, you got the gender of the judge wrong. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, you said Mr. instead of Mrs. So because I had forgotten to write the S after Mr., I, was, I lost a full mark. And so I learned kind of like the hard way, I suppose, that you really have to mind everything that you're writing. Um, so I learned, I really, I really learned from that day forward. Yeah, detail orientation is just like so important. I yes. am the one who has to learn the hard way as well. So I totally get it. <laughs> so I have a question about when you're in studying law, your final exams, how is it essays? Is it multiple choice kinds of tests? Like we, we in the U S we do essay type 
um, exams in their, you know, three hours you have that, that's the time you have to take it. No notes, no anything. And that's your final grade. Is it similar there? Yeah. So I think it's relatively similar in the sense that at the end of every academic year, um, in terms of the undergrad specifically, um, you'll do like your summer exams and they would consist of three questions. The paper is about three hours long. Um, depending on your, your tutor or your lecturer, you could be answering three questions. You could be answering four questions or two questions. Um, but that would typically be a mix of essay and problem style questions. Interesting. Wow. It's just like so similar, but also like so many different little nuances. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. So do you have any questions for us? We'll be right back. Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American, hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean American community awaits. Um, yes, I actually do. Um, so I hear the term lawyer and attorney being used quite frequently. Um, I would love to know what's the difference between those two terms. So a lawyer is anyone who has their JD, so their Juris Doctor degree. Um, an attorney is someone who has passed the bar exam. So after we graduate law school, we have um, we have like, what, two months mm-hmm. of studying, 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 and then you take the bar exam. And once you pass that, you're an attorney. So that would be the oh. main difference. Meaning you okay. can practice law. And you, with the JD, you can do like other things. You can still advise people, but you can't like go into a courtroom. Which I kind of, like, that brings a question. Um, so do you have like a bar exam or some exam? Would that just be like those, that one year long exam? That would be your like bar exam? Okay. Mm. Oh, good question. So, um, you know, when I was talking about the barrister route and you do mm. the BL exam, mm. so to us, that would be the bar exam. Okay. Uh, and then if you're pursuing the FE1s or sorry, you're pursuing the solicitor route, and yes. you're doing the FE1s, that would be the that would be bar, exam. bar exam. Okay, that's what I yes. understand. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that makes yes. sense. Those big yeah. exams that are like your boards, basically, you know? Yeah. Yes, they're okay. huge, huge exams. It will determine if you're going to be um, a solicitor or a barrister in Ireland, basically. Wow. So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how we feel <laughs> taking the bar too. So like, it's just yeah. like, ah! <laughs> Oh, I have another question. <laughs> yeah. So before law school, we take an LSAT, which is like a standardized test. Do you guys have to take something similar to apply into the programs? Oh, and is that to go into your undergrad or into the bars? Which, which okay. stage is that for? So after undergrad, so four years of general education, we would take okay. the LSAT. And it's a standardized logical reasoning test. 
And everybody okay. who applies to law school has to take it. Yeah. So I was just wondering if you guys had something similar or if you even had to take, you know, a test like that to get into like the law program. Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't think, I don't think we have that actually. We just have, like you said, the general education of law and your undergrad three or four years and then you decide which route you want to go to yeah. or if you don't want it to go to either route um but we don't really have another set of exams that we have to do after like in between those two points you are so lucky <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> so what would you recommend to any students that are just starting off law school maybe they're nervous maybe they are scared do you have any advice yeah um I think the big advice I would say is to just take each day as they come and I say this because you know as you start your journey into law it can and it will get overwhelming at some point and you'll become exhausted and tired and you'll doubt yourself at some point down the line as well. But to really just take every day as it is and just say, you know, today was a great day. You know, I got two, three, four, seven hours of study done. I'm happy with that. The next day, okay, I only got an hour of study of work done, but that is what, that's, that's it. You know, there's nothing more I can do. The next day, whatever, whatever happens to just, I suppose, you know, you're going to have good and bad days and we're humans. That's expected of us. So if say today wasn't your best study day, it doesn't mean tomorrow won't be either, or it doesn't mean tomorrow will be either. So I think just be, you know, take a deep breath and take, do each day as they are and just see how long you can go and just keep going. And I think as well to enjoy it because as difficult and as challenging law can be, it's really enjoyable. Like learning the cases and reading about why some judgments are the way that they are. It's, it's really, really lovely. And it's just so exciting and really interesting to learn. I totally agree. I think that this is just a, re- a lot of good like intro information, right? Yeah, so I think let so. It, let everybody know the differences and kind of the similarities because there are so many, but at the same time, like, just like you asked about the names, just like we asked, you know, we cleared a lot of that up. And I think both of our listeners and followers are going to enjoy that. Oh, for sure. My question. All right. So what is your daily routine when, like, when do you study? When do you do your hobbies? Like what is your usual day as a law student look like? Okay, so for me personally, I like to have a rough sketch of what I'm going to do for the day. So it will either be the night before or the morning of, and I'll just grab a rough piece of paper and I'll write down things I would like to get done today. So I would like to study for two hours. I would like, I need to eat at some point. Um, I need to go outside for a walk. Um, I need to have family time. And I'll just jot all of that down on a piece of paper. So the first things first, you know, you get ready, you have something to eat. I like to go outside for a bit of fresh air and I'll come back in and I'll start work around maybe 10 o'clock, for example, if it's a summer's day. Um, I'll work until lunchtime and lunchtime I will put everything away. Um, I would, you know, my phone is away from me. I'm spending time with my family. Um, maybe I might catch up with friends if I have the time. And after that, I'll, I'd like to do a bit of reading. 
because I think reading is really important, especially for law. And I'll read up until maybe like two hours, roughly two hours. Um, after that, I will do a bit of work on my blog because it's it's been months that I've been working on it and it just hasn't been moving forward, but we're getting there. Um, so I'll do a bit of work on my blog until dinner time. Then dinner time comes and for the rest of the evening, I would just relax as much as I can because... Again, I think because of the nature of law and the profession itself, um, you do get tired quite quickly. So I like to use the evenings to do like me time, basically like self-care, I suppose, Mm. and just do things I like, whether it's, you know, watching a film or watching something on Netflix or whatever the case may be. um, I will do it for myself for an hour or two um, and then just get ready to go back to bed. So, yeah. Has that routine routine changed at all with COVID? Are you like are you in online school right now or in person school? Like how has that affected your studies? It's really it's definitely changed a lot of things for us because you know I'm used to waking up at maybe seven a.m. to get the bus at eight. Don't need to do that because I might not be traveling. Um, so right now, um, our master's course is a mixture of physical and online lectures so sometimes I'll be going in sometimes I won't be um and it's just it's so I don't know how to explain it it's just so it's so strange that this is the world that we are living in and it's like it's not even just myself or it's not just Ireland it's the entire world like this really is the new normal and when it first happened I think well for me anyway I found it really hard to adjust to the new changes because that's just not the way I was used to things you know I miss being able to go to a coffee shop and order coffee I miss being able to hang out with my friends I miss being able to do really simple normal everyday things that now I have to think twice before I want to go to a shop I have to make sure I'm protected I have to make sure I'm socially distancing and likewise to the public um, so it's definitely changed my routine that, you know, I no longer need to get up at, you know, six in the morning, for example, because my lecture is at maybe 11 a.m. So I can wake up at 10, but I'm not going to do that, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like it's changed how I approach general life. You know, yeah. um, I get to sleep in a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, my study routine is definitely impacted um even the the times that I'm eating I'm like I'm constantly eating like I'm never there's never a snack that's not around me um (laughs) so I've completely changed like everything before everything about my general daily life has just completely like done a 180 turn yeah no I totally agree I mean it's the same over here as well so Mm -hmm. what has been your favorite experience so far in your studies what would you say has been some like an experience where you're like wow like this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing like the law is for me oh I have to think about this now because there's a few that are is in my mind I think one of them has to be okay our we do like um I don't know what it's called but like a like a debating competition between the different universities in Ireland and uh, it was my first time debating against other people I've never I've never really done it before 
And it was just so surreal because you're watching some of the top debaters going head to head and you're like, oh my goodness, like I wanted, I want to be like them one day. I want to be like that. And I suppose that really cemented the idea for me wanting to pursue the barrister route because I was watching my fellow students from all around the country and they're debating on, you know, topical issues and, you know, really funny issues. And it's just like, it was just so fascinating to watch. And since then, I've always had a little interest in debating. Like, I'm not a fantastic debater myself. Um, I'm still learning how to properly debate and advocate for myself. But I just love watching. I love learning from it. So I think one particular memory would have to be my first debating competition. Um, I did it with my friend and we had such an incredible time. We got to meet new people from all over Ireland, all over, you know, universities, other law students and history students. And it was just, it was just a magical time. That's awesome. I, I love a good debate. So I, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your blog mm, and where course. everyone can find it and everything like that. Yeah, so I set up a blog in January of this year and it was going well, everything was fine, but I felt like it needed a a revamp. Um, So I took it down and since I think March maybe, I've been working on it just, you know, slowly and slowly. Um, So it's called Yenisic Legal Corner and Yenisic is my surname. So that's Y-E-N-N-U-S-I-C-K legal corner so and my instagram handle is also at yanisic.legalcorner where most people would find me and where i talk about everything and anything to do with law and um, i talk about mindset as well i talk about um, positivity and self-care and um, there's just a little bit of everything on my channel um, and i try and educate educate to some extent and help other law students and aspiring law- lawyers in their career because what I've learned, um, particularly this year because of COVID and, you know, I'm finishing and I'm, I'm graduating from law school is that we are like a family almost, you know, like if you're a, a, a law student in Ireland or in the US or in Australia or in Canada, we have that common ground. You know, we went through four years of um, long time studying and challenges and we did the exact same thing whether the laws are different that's true but we we have that commonality between us and that's what I've learned since creating my blog is that you know no matter where you are who you are where you're from you know we we did the same thing and we can talk about you know the way we're talking now about the American legal system or the Irish legal system and we have some similarities and we have some differences and it's just so interesting to learn so I'm grateful and I'm so happy that I did that and but yeah my Instagram handle will probably be the place that most people would find me on so that's at yenisic.legalcorner and I'm hoping to have my blog ready in the next few weeks I'll definitely make an announcement about that. Um, I'm praying that it'll be it'll be okay by it'll be ready by then. But yeah, that's uh, that's my blog. 
Awesome. Wow. This um, conversation has been so like refreshing to me, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's, you get so caught up in your everyday routine and life. And it's, Mm. it's nice to think about like, what else is out there? Like, oh, like there's law students on the other side of the world that are doing the same thing as me. And it's, yeah, it is really refreshing. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Janet. We really appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. guys I mean I learned so much like it's crazy how things in the Irish legal community and like the way that you go to become a barrister or a solicitor is so similar to what we do but then also different it's it was really enlightening and I'm glad we were able to ask those questions because I know we're both like what does this mean what does that mean and I hope y'all learned as much as we did Yeah. I remember when we first reached out to her, we were like, we would love to know like what it's like to be a lawyer, like in Europe, you know? And she's like, BTW, like we don't call ourselves lawyers. And that's when we first knew like, oh, we literally know nothing, you know? (laughs) So I think um, it was great to learn all that stuff. I know we have so many listeners in the UK, um, you know, and out there. And I feel like this was a good way for us to learn about you obviously, because you guys learn about the American way. And yeah, we're really excited to have a lot more international guests. We have a few in the works, but yeah, I loved it. Seriously. Yeah. Janet is so sweet, guys. Make sure you give her a follow and stick around for her journey. And she's going to become an advocate and it's so exciting. So, and we'll link all of her stuff below. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Don't forget that we have our Facebook group. We, you know, now that we've had an international guest, you know, if you ever have any questions or anything like that, you know, that is where it's the best place to go because we have so many other people on there that are willing to answer and you can get so much feedback that it's really nice because, you know, whenever you DM just me or Samantha or the ladies who law school podcast, Instagram, then it's just our you know, our take on it. But whenever you get in the Facebook group and you, you know, it's such a nice, it's so nice to have a community of females and other lawyers out there. You know, it's not just all women, um, that you can talk to. And so I want to really encourage everyone to, you know, get on there and join that. And like, if you can't figure out where it is, cause sometimes it's hard to find DMS and we'll help you get there. Yep. And we have a really fun little activity planned. I'm sure if you follow us on Instagram and you're in our Facebook group, you already know that we have an Instagram law student takeover pretty much. So if you go to the link in our bio at our Instagram, there's a sign up link for our Instagram takeover. And if you're a pre-law student, a law student or a lawyer, and you want to share what your day-to-day life is, like, you know, the amount of guests we've had Everyone has a different daily routine and everyone's, you know, doing law school, doing LSAT, being an attorney. And it's really nice and refreshing to see, you know, everyone's day to day because I know I like watching those. You never know what you can adopt into your own routine that's going to make your own life easier. Mm -hmm. So we would love for you guys to participate. We have quite, um, I don't know how many people we're going to take. A lot of you have already signed up. And it's probably just going to be set up for the next few months, honestly, because we can't have like everyone on all the time. Yeah, we haven't really decided what we're going to do because we have gotten so many. But, you know, like we could even continue it on into the next semester, too. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. 
yeah, just sign up. And as always, check out our merch. We have sweaters, stickers. Also, if you order, know that it's going to take five to 10 days to arrive. Sometimes it's quick and sometimes it's not. It's really up to UPS and all that. So we really don't have any control over that. Yeah. Um, but email us if you have any questions about merch. Yeah. And it's, it all ships through USPS. So make sure and check your mailbox. Yes. Please check your mailbox. Okay, guys. Well, as always, we enjoyed talking to you and don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you listen. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.